helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today's show is entitled Seizing Opportunity, Miriam's Story. So we are using the biblical story of Miriam to talk about opportunities and to help you to recognize opportunities in your life and to prepare you for those opportunities that might come your way. There is a saying that opportunities knocks but once. And so you might be presented with an opportunity and you will be needing to know how to go about seizing that opportunity. Don't make the mistake that many of us, the mistakes that many of us make. So this show might be for someone who is on the brink of greatness, someone who maybe God has been speaking to for a long time about doing a particular ministry, starting a particular ministry, starting a particular venture, and you want to be able to recognize opportunities. So stay tuned. This show is going to be very interesting. We're going to be looking at this story of Miriam in Exodus chapter 15 in maybe a different way than you have heard it before. But this is going to be a very inspirational talk for many of you, especially a woman out there who might be thinking of things that you could do, ministry that you could start but just can't seem to get around to it. But before we do so, before we go into the rest of today's show, let me welcome all the listeners who have joined us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Welcome back all you faithful listeners who listen to us faithfully every week and welcome if you're just joining us for the first time. If you are joining us for the first time, then let me introduce you to my co-host Melissa Wagat, who is faithful here in studio with me every week. And this week is no exception. Melissa is here and she'll be asking the hard questions and we will be discussing this issue in a way that will be very helpful and informative. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks so much, Michael. It's always great to join you in studio. And as I've said many times in the past, the listeners will know some of my favorite shows are when we get to explore uh, these important topics from a biblical perspective. And we pick apart these Bible stories that we've probably all grown up with, we probably all know from Sunday school and from reading in our own devotions, but maybe we haven't looked at it in the way we're going to break it apart today. So I'm really excited to see what we can learn from the story of Miriam and how hopefully we can seize those opportunities. Because as you say, sometimes they come along and if we don't take advantage of them when they do, we can miss out on greatness. Absolutely. But before we get into the, today's show, let me give out the contact information just to let you know we are not just a radio show. Elam is a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. We have trained psychotherapists on staff who is trained to help you in a variety of ways, whether it be marital counseling, group counseling, individual counseling, whatever it is, we can help you. So to get a hold of us, you can call us at 613-699-1677. Maybe you need help. Maybe you just need to discuss something you have heard on one of our shows and you just, or maybe you just need more information, or maybe you need to ask us a few questions, give us a call. Again, the number is 613-699-1677. You can also listen to past podcasts of this show by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. 
Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. There are also lots of other information, articles, videos, and lots of other interesting information on our website. So again, it's elamcounselingministry.com. And while you're visiting the website, we also want to encourage you to check out the link about our upcoming emotional healing retreat, which will be on June 9th to the 11th. We've spoken about it quite a bit in the past, but we want to remind listeners, if this is something that in in talking about it over the past few weeks, it's piqued your interest, please give us a call and sign up. It, we're over halfway full. Even though it's a few months away, this is something that last time filled up very, very quickly. So if this is something you felt called and led to join us on for this healing retreat on June 9th to 11th at Providence Point in Lanark, please go to the website, check out the link and sign up because space is filling up quickly. Again, our website is elamcounselingministry.com, elam spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can always give us a call at 613-699-1677. And about the, the retreat, I'm very excited to to host this retreat because I think this is going to be a very special time for people who register. It's going to be a time of rest. Uh, sometimes you're just so busy, even just busy doing the work of the Lord, that we don't get the time to rest. But it's also going to be a time of renewal. As we rest, we renew ourselves. We prepare ourselves for that next step. As we talk about opportunities, sometimes it's when we are rested that we're able to, to recognize recognize those opportunities. It's a time of rest. It's a time of renewal. It's a time of restoration. It's a time of restoring what the the devil, the enemy has stolen from us. Many of us have gone through hardship in our childhood. Many of us have gone through adversities in adult life, adversities such as we have lost loved ones. We, We have relationships that have been broken. And uh, uh, there are things that we might have lost along the way, and this re- this this uh, this retreat is a way of restoring us, restoring some of what has been taken away from us. Now we can't restore the the loved ones that we have lost, but we can come to this new place where God can give us new blessing and healing from those losses that we have suffered. So again, if you'd like to attend this retreat, I know it's in May, it's in June 9 to 11, June 9 to 11th weekend, but don't wait to register. People are, are starting to register. We're almost halfway full. So if you would like to attend this retreat, then give us a call at 613-699-1677, 613-699-1677, or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com and you can register online. All the forms are there for you to fill out. So Michael, we've already said we're going to be talking about seizing opportunity and looking at the story of Miriam. But where in the Bible do we find the story of Miriam? And if you can refresh our memory, because I got to say, I do not have my Bible memorized to this degree. So for the sake of others like myself, uh, if you can give us a bit of a refresher about who Miriam is and where we find her story. This is an often overlooked passage of Scripture that I'm going to be referring to. Actually, not a passage, just maybe two verses. And it's in Exodus chapter 15. And I'm going to be reading two verses from Exodus chapter 15, the first verse and the 20th verse. And I'm going to be 
be showing what's happening in these two verses that they're so different. They, they, they resemble each other, but they're very different in essence. One shows uh, a, lot, a, a big ceremony with lots of pumps and pumps and pride and a big celebration. And another shows something that's taking place almost in obscurity in a less important way. But that's in its the second one in itself is an opportunity. So let me start by reading the first. The first uh, incident that I'm referring to here is taking place after the Israelites have been set free by the miraculous intervention of God, and they're now, they're now freed from slavery in Egypt. They have crossed the Red Sea. And there is this big national celebration that's, take, that's taking place. I just want you to picture this. Moses gathers the nation of Israel and there, he has addressed them and they, have, they are now broken out in song. So chapter 15 verse 1 says, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. And so there is this big celebration. Uh, Moses and the Israelites are singing this song. And let us remember that in those days when it talks about Moses and, and the Israelites, is this celebration that, that is happening where the people, mostly the important men of the nation, and, and, and the not yet nation, but men who are very instrumental in, in leadership would, would be involved with Moses. But then we have in, in verse 20 that a woman, Miriam, who is Moses' sister, and she's also the sister of Aaron, Moses' older brother. This verse 20 tells us, Then Miriam the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. So we have a situation here where Miriam was not part of that big celebration, where she's in the limelight, where she's on stage with Moses. But she feels in her heart this impulse to praise and to worship God for the deliverance that God has wrought among the people of Israel. And she started this grass move, grassroot movement by taking up her tambourine in her hand and going out in the street. And we are told that when this happened, that all the women joined her. So I think this is, this is a, a, a very... Uh, pivotal movement in moment in, in 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 the nation of Israel's history where we have this woman Miriam who is saying I might not be a part of that bigger ceremony but I can do something and she took a tambourine and she started and it started a movement so who did Miriam represent in this story there are times in 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 life when some of us might feel excluded. So Miriam, first of all, represent those of us who might feel excluded. Miriam represent those of us who might not have an official office or can act in, a, in, in an official capacity. 
So you might not be the, the preacher that preaches from the pulpit on a Sunday morning, but it doesn't mean that God can't put a word on your heart to share with people that, that is in your circle of influence. So Miriam represents those people who they have something to share, they have something that they can do, but they don't have that official title. She was not the leader of Israel. But when you look at the words that she used and the words that Moses used, you notice that they're identical. Moses is addressing the nation of Israel. She's addressing the woman of Israel, and she's starting a movement. So I think she also represents those people who are seen in society as being not as important. Like women in those days were not even counted, or was not even numbered when they're when they're taking count of the census of 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 uh, how strong a nation is. So here she is. She's 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 a woman. She's not. A, uh, she in those days she didn't have the same status that women had here today. But she had something that was laid on her heart, and she stepped out. So Miriam represents those of us who might not be in the limelight, might not be seen as important, might not have an official title. But nevertheless, none of those things stopped her from taking up her tambourine and from starting a movement. And so you talk about her taking up this tambourine. What did her actions and the things she did tell us about Miriam? I think it would have been very easy for Miriam to feel, I am just a woman. This, uh, this, this big celebration that's taking place, that, that's for the, the, the men, the leaders, the important people of the nation of Israel. But Miriam showed that her self-image came from her relationship with God, not from her role among men. And so there was something about her that made her have this confidence, even if she didn't have a title. And let me say that if you're waiting to have a title to start with what God has placed on your heart, then it might be that you're going about it the wrong way. Because the way this should work is that you should already be in ministry, and then God will make that ministry official over time. I think sometimes we think about it the other way, that when we get into that ministry, when we get into that role, when we have been given this official title, then we will do. But Miriam's uh, action tells us that she had this concept that says, I can act, I can do something even though I don't have an, an official role, even though I don't have an official title. She went out and she acted. And I think this is a message to us that if you have something that has been laid on your heart, you don't have to wait to get that official title to do what God has placed on your heart. I think the other thing that comes up sometimes is not just waiting for the title, but waiting for circumstances to be perfect. Right. For things to line up perfectly before you take that step out. Do we see right. in Miriam's life sort of her working through things when maybe it wasn't so perfect? Or did she wait for everything to Absolutely. Kind of line up? So if we think about Miriam's situation, right, what this is showing us about Miriam is that the fact that she was coming out of bondage in Egypt and she had a tambourine, 
a musical instrument, shows us that she was worshipping even in her affliction. She was dancing even in her affliction. So when she started out and she went out on the street and she started worshipping and these women came out and started worshipping with her, this wasn't the first time that they were dancing. The dancing started in affliction. And so this is a message to us that to seize opportunity, we have to make use of the time of our affliction. Use those opportunities to grow even during affliction. So you've highlighted there a lot of the nuance in what we see in Miriam's actions and how she didn't wait for the perfect time to begin to act. She didn't have to wait for the perfect role. What other things in Miriam's actions give us lessons about opportunity that we can apply in our own lives today? When we're sitting there thinking, should I take this? Should I do this? What can we learn from Miriam's actions on our opportunities we see today? If, if we look at Miriam, we see an attitude that she had a, a, an attitude that refused to be conquered. And so even in her adversity, she still had a tambourine. She still had a musical instrument. And so it starts with the attitude because she could have easily have this attitude in bondage and slavery where she's saying, you know what, I'm just a woman. I can't make a difference. I am in slavery. Pharaoh is so hard to us. Life is so hard. And the complaint could go on and on and on. But when Miriam stepped out in the street in in, in that moment with the tambourine, it showed that her attitude was such that she wasn't defeated. She had a positive attitude where even with the affliction, even with the, 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 the years of slavery, and let us be mindful of, fact, of the fact that Miriam had trauma in her family of origin. She had a little brother who was placed in a basket and who was 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 left on a river for the, for, the, for the current of the river to take him away, not knowing what was going to happen to him because of fear for his life. And so she had this, this, uh, this pain in her past that she, she could have been, she could have, she, she could have, have it been psychologically, psychologically damaged by this pain. She could have had abandonment issues as a result of that pain. But we see that she rose above it and she had this positive, this positive attitude. So we see here that opportunities also born out of adversity. There wouldn't have been this singing. There wouldn't have been this rejoicing if there hadn't been the bondage before. So I might be speaking to someone today who is going through a hard time. Maybe you are going through your Egypt. Your Egypt might be a divorce that you have just gone through. Your Egypt might be some bad report that you have gotten about your health. Your Egypt might be that there have been tragedy that have struck your family. Your Egypt might be abuse that you have suffered in your childhood. But whatever it is, let us be mindful of the fact that out of that adversity can come singing and rejoicing 
because it was out of Egypt that Miriam came with her tambourine and offered this song of praise unto God. But let me also say this, that opportunity is often disguised as adversity. Opportunity is often disguised as adversity. Miriam could have sit back and say, you know what, I have this song to sing, but Moses didn't call me up. I have this tambourine and I have this song on my heart, but no one recognized me. You know, I'm his sister and I'm not called to the platform to stand before the nation and to sing. She could have said that. But instead, she used that as an opportunity and said, you know what, I might not be in the limelight, but I can go on the street with my tambourine. And as Miriam stepped out on the street with her tambourine, we are told that the woman joined her. And all the women of Israel came out with their tambourines. And I can just imagine this joyous moment as they're marching, marching through the streets. So they might not have been up front with Moses. But they were marching through the streets and they were singing their songs. And there was this big celebration that took place all because of an attitude. All because of the fact that she was learning during her adversity. Even in Egypt, she was learning to play that tambourine. She was learning to dance and sing. And what she learned in her adversity became an opportunity later on for her where she started a movement among the people of Israel so that therein after, music became a part of that nation where whenever they would go to war, they would have singers with musical instrument that would be part of that. Singers with musical instrument would be part of their worship because Miriam had it in her heart to take up a tambourine. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. And today we're talking about seizing opportunities. And we're looking at the story of Miriam from Exodus 15. If you missed the first part of this show, we encourage you to visit our website to listen to the first half of this podcast and our past podcasts as well. Our website is www.elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. While you're there, we encourage you to also check out our numerous resources as well as our information about our upcoming retreat on June 9th to 11th at Providence Point in Lanark County. If you prefer, you can also give us a call at 613-699-1677. So Michael, what we were talking a lot about uh, Miriam having the courage to seize these opportunities. What often limits people from seizing the opportunities in their life? I think uh, when it comes to limits that it's limits that we place on ourselves because of how we think so i think what prevents us from seizing those opportunities what goes on in our mind and i think the kind of thoughts that we have it's not the situation themselves that limits us but it's how we think about those situations so miriam could have thought to herself i am just a woman miriam could have thought to herself you know i can't do anything but instead, she said, you know what, I can sing, I can dance. I might not be a great orator, a great speaker like my brother that is going to address the nation. But there is something that I do. There is something that I have. And so when you have that kind of mindset, 
you're able to see opportunities where none might seem to exist. So one of the first things that I would say to help those of us who, who, to, who might be missing out on opportunities or maybe not utilizing our talent is to char- start changing those mindsets. Start seeing ways in which you might be thinking negative. Start seeing ways in which you might be placing limitations on yourself. And start asking God to show you opportunities in the midst of your adversities because they're there. The other side of the coin of adversity is opportunity. And as you said earlier, it was really from Miriam's relationship with God that really gave her the courage to do it. It wasn't her role in society that drove her forward. It was right. that relationship and knowing who she was And it Christ. was in her hardship mm-hmm. in, in, in slavery in Egypt that she learned to dance mm-hmm. and sing. And, and so, I think that's profound. Exactly. And so with the time we have left, what are the main takeaways for people out there who want to seize these opportunities not to miss out on what God has for them? What can they do today? Well, let me, me say this, that if you are going through a hard time and, you know, you may have felt hard done by life, let me say that you can start writing a new chapter in your life by taking some of these takeaways from this story of Miriam. I think one of the first takeaway that we can take from this story that we have looked at, and for those of you who have just joined us, we are looking at the story of Miriam in Exodus chapter 15, and, and this show is about seizing opportunities, the story of Miriam. So one of the first takeaways is that afflictions don't have to break us. They can make us into what God wants us to be. But it all goes back to the attitude. The second important takeaway from today's show is that we all have something to contribute. We all can do something. As I said before, Miriam could not be that great speaker. She could not she was not that great leader. In those days she was considered only a woman, but she still had something she could contribute. Exactly, and she sees those opportunities when they came. Uh, and as you said, she did it in spite of her conditions and the adversity and the roles, but she really felt she had something to contribute and she stepped her, stepped out there and did it. What else can we take away from I this story? I think another from Im- important thing we can take away from this story, Melissa, is that it doesn't matter what others think of us, it is what we think about ourselves and what God says about us. So, Miriam was in a situation where in her day, she was considered a woman. A, pro- the property of a, a, a woman was considered a property of a man. In her day, she wasn't considered as having anything important to contribute because, you know, she, she didn't have an official title. But it didn't, that, none of those things mattered to her because she believed in her heart that she could still sing and worship and she, she, she genuinely took up that tambourine thinking, I can praise God. It doesn't have to be seen. I don't have to be in the limelight. But little did she know that as she stepped out of that tambourine, she was starting something big because all the women followed her out on the streets with their tambourine. And it complemented what Moses was doing because Moses had this song that was happening but there was no music Miriam added the music so when we act in obedience to God we complement the work that others are doing and the other takeaway that we think we can 
add to this is that our positive attitude will inspire others around us. Those women would not have come out on the street in Miriam's day. They would not have been singing and rejoicing if Miriam hadn't taken up her tambourine. So I know there are some of you with gifts that I'm speaking to today who might feel like you're the, the, the outcast. You might feel as if, been made to feel as if you're not good enough, as if you don't have something important to take to, to do. But take up that figurative tambourine and get out on the street because you can make a difference. That's, I think, a really encouraging way to end things, Michael. I'm, I'm looking forward. If people have their figurative tambourine, as you say, and they've taken it up, we look Look forward to hearing those praise reports from this and encourage you very much to seize those opportunities and your gifts. Absolutely. And if you have been inspired by this show, we would like to hear from you. There will be a link that will be put up on our Facebook page. If you go to our website, you'll be able to find our Facebook page and there will be a link to this show. You can comment about the show and let us know what you think about it. As Melissa, we are quickly out of time today, but we'd like also to remind you of our upcoming healing retreat on the 9th of June, the 9th to 11th of June, we can give us a call at 613-699-1677 if you'd like to hear more about how you can seize opportunities or if you have a question or if you need help, you can also go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Thank you.